hello and welcome to a special TES podcast. Um, today we are discussing the Teacher Pay Award. Uh, my name's Martin George, I'm joined by Ed Doll. Hi Ed. Hello, hello. And Charlotte Sanctuary. Hi Charlotte. Hi. Um, so, I mean, just a quick recap of the main headlines. So, the government finally announced the pay deal for teachers. Um, teachers on the main pay range will get 3.5%. Teachers on the upper ranges, 2%, and school leaders, 1.5%. But in a bit of context, um, the current rate of inflation is 2.4%. So that means not everyone is getting a real terms pay rise. Um, the IFS have worked out that 60% of teachers, give or take, will actually get a real terms pay cut. Um, but this does weigh the um, pay rises towards the newest teachers in the profession. Um, should we have a chat about who the winners and losers are then? Um, good idea, Martin. Good idea, Martin. Um, <laughs> that was Ed's idea. Um, Ed, do you want to kick us off? Who are the winners? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess well, let's, let's, say, start let's start with, with teachers. teachers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, as the IFS say, 60% of teachers aren't winners. Yeah. I think that's pretty hard to argue with, right? Uh, in fact, one might argue that it's not really fair either. Why should, why should younger, less experienced teachers get a bigger pay rise than older, more experienced teachers? I think it's very hard to make an argument for one or the other, especially when the recruitment crisis is now more characterised as a retention crisis. Mm. And actually it's teachers in their 30s who I'm pretty sure would largely be on the upper pay scale we're fleeing the profession. That's where the real problem is. Yeah. So one might argue that this is a pretty flawed, flawed model. I think it's worth saying that the um, STRB, which writes the report that advises the government, they'd argued for three and a half percent for all teachers. Yeah. And and they particularly highlighted the, the the pipeline of people going into school leadership is very tight at the moment. Yeah. And they needed help there. So. Just playing devil's advocate, you could also argue that all teachers, well, certainly those on the main pay scale and potentially on the upper pay scale as well, are winners as well when you compare them with the other professions whose pay awards were announced yesterday. So um, armed forces, I think, are getting 2%. GPs, I think, is it 2% or maybe 1.5%, but I think it's 2%. And prison officers are Mm. getting about the same. So... You know, when you when you weigh it up, I suppose some people have made this point on Twitter. There's only so much money to go around, and that's politics. It's about dividing resources, and maybe teachers have come off comparatively well, but obviously it's a lot less than the five percent that the unions wanted. Of course, I mean, of course, I mean the context is longer term. Um, we've had real terms pay cuts for years now with the public sector pay cap, so this this is a breach of that, yeah. uh, and a very definite breach of that. I think it's a line in the sand and a precedent as well. So even those teachers who aren't receiving the 3.5%, you know, maybe I'm asking a bit much, should look at this and think, well, actually, at last, as you say, it's been breached. Mm. You know, the, the opportunity next year or the year to come is hopefully we'll see more significant pay rises. Um, and there are, if you believe in austerity, if you believe in the need to cut the public sector deficit and austerity, there are signs that the government has made some progress there, so you would hope in a year or two mm. to come, Brexit notwithstanding, mm. um, we might be able to see a bit more uplift in the other, in the other scales. Yeah. 
Although another thing the STRB was saying was that actually maybe next year in the future we shouldn't be looking at a uniform pay rise across all yeah. teachers, but should say actually particular subjects or particular phases should get targeted pay increases. And again, unions saying, well, that that's very divisive. Yeah, I mean, unions will mm. hate that. I mean, really hate that. I suspect they would consider industrial action on that. Yeah. Looking Collective at the, bargaining um, is obviously holier than yeah. holy in industrial relations. The kind of comments that, that people have put on Facebook as well underneath the story that we put up um, are, are very much against that as well. I think a lot of primary teachers saying, well, inevitably we'll get less than secondary teachers and, and people <laughs> from... And that's kind of right, though, because th I think that's what would happen because it's a secondary yeah. where there's the shortage. Well, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. maybe there's an argument for it, but mm. yeah, definitely divisive. I yeah. When people make that argument, they always forget how collegiate the profession is. Mm. And I really do think in the same way that performance-related pay went down badly and has continued to go down very badly, um, challenging that collegiality is, I think, always quite a bad idea. So we looked at teachers. I mean, school leaders in particular, before we were recording, Ed, you were saying actually head teachers, real terms, pay cut, but actually maybe they might think, well, overall... It's a hard one to say, right, isn't it? I mean, because obviously if you're a hard-working teacher, head teacher... Um, I suppose if you're a hard-working head teacher at, for example, at a small primary school, this is really bad news. You know, you're not only a vast amount of cash, mm. and and you're having a pay cut inflicted on you. Um, so I think you've every right to be fairly grumpy about that. However, and this is me, from honest, largely second-guessing mm. school leaders. I think when faced with what was being talked about which were, for example, 1.5% or 2.5% unfunded or 3.5% unfunded. When, when, when faced with a political reality, if you'd asked most head teachers if the deal that was presented yesterday they'd be happy with, I think they would. I think, you know, although they're taking a small real terms cut, the idea that they can present a big chunk of their staff with a funded pay rise which might make a difference to recruitment. I think a lot of them, if they're honest, would say, I'm not happy, mm. but it's better than I might have hoped for. I think there's quite a lot of anger, though, about the fact that it's not fully funded and that the DfE was not upfront about that. Now, when it's fully funded, not fully funded, <laughs> now, the DfE have quite invited, this is a fully funded... They system. were very clear in their press release, weren't they? And it's quite interesting seeing how the, the debate changed throughout the day. It started <laughs> yes. off people going, oh, wow, fully funded. Mm, weren't quite expecting that. Almost like the wind had been taken out of people's house. And then by the end of the day, people were saying, hang on, this is uh, this, it seems like a bit of a trick. We... we We've got to pay for 1% of this out of our own budgets. Um, yeah, but I'll take back my comments. Not fully, but partially funded. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, but yeah. Um, but I, I wonder whether there are some heads who are going to be in the position of uh, actually they've budgeted for, for say, having to take 2% out of their pay, out of their budgets. Mm. And this might be slightly good news. I don't think that they're going to pitch it like that. But I wonder whether for some people, they're, they're going to end up in a slightly better off position than, than they thought they were going to be. The other thing to bear in mind with heads, um, Russell probably won't thank me for reporting this on the podcast, but I will anyway. Russell Hobby, who I was chatting to yesterday, who until recently was the General Secretary of the NAHT, mm. pointed out to me that, you know, this is worth bearing in mind, there are lots of mechanisms for heads to get pay rises. You know, they can negotiate with a governing body, for example. So just because they're not getting across the board pay rise, 
doesn't mean heads won't get pay rises, whereas it makes mm. it whereas with school staff it's much less likely. Sure, sure. There's much less of that kind of negotiation. Okay. Um so thinking of back to our winners and losers theme, um so Department for Education and um, Damien Hines, Secretary of State, winner or loser from this? Because this has been a, a, a big battle behind the scenes. It's held things up for a while. You know, the DfE fighting the Treasury for money on this one. How do we judge the outcome here? Uh, I would say fairly controversially, I think he's done pretty well. Hmm. I think he was left in a really invidious position especially if you bear in mind the settlement that was given to the NHS, which was funded. Yeah. What, last month? No, it was made, I think, very, very clear to him, and I do understand that there was a lot of scrapping on Whitehall about this, but in the end, the Treasury gave no ground. They weren't going to fund it. There was no money forthcoming. But I think they wanted the DfE to make it 1.5% across the board. Don't hold me to that. Sure. Um, so the fact that he's found the money, how is uh, very much up for debate mm. to partially fund the three and a half percent, I think is pretty good. I don't think there'll be many people who'll come out and say, give him a pat on the back. I do slightly in this Friday's leader, but it's very, with reservations. I think he was in a really hard political position and I think he's done pretty well. I think it's interesting that the government's found it five hundred and eight million pounds. I think to sort of fund this over a couple of years, or to partially fund it over a couple of years, um, they haven't actually said where that's coming from yet. Now we'd all thought it was going to come through cuts to sort of some flagship um, innovative programmes that are designed to build up capacity in schools and, and so on. Um, DfE seemed to be saying yesterday, actually, we're not going to cut any existing programmes. So it's going to come from you know, unspent or unallocated bits of headroom here and, and some adjustment to pupil numbers there. I think we're not really sure ourselves how confident we are of where the balance between these things are. What, 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 yeah, I suppose what does un unallocated funds mean? I mean, mm. is, it, uh, is it wildly... Uh, what am I looking for? Um, is it coincidence that everyone was saying on Friday and Monday when the tea lift and SIF bidders were yep. winners were announced that the, uh, there were only two or three winners in each category, whereas they're expecting many more. Yep. And it just so happens there's a load of money left over. Yeah, and the tea lift thing had been, was it reprioritised? Was there yes, there's a letter which was told that the unsuccessful bidders were got. So I think there's probably more to come in that, isn't there? So, you know, so that money hadn't been promised. Mm. I mean, it wasn't being spent elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But it's now not going to be spent on what they yeah. said it was going to be spent on, if you see what I mean. And ah, that I don't believe in coincidence to that level. No, no. Um, is there an element of magic money tree here as well? Do you think when they talk about sort of fairly vague things like pupil number projections and? I, I think they've got to be careful with that kind of thing. Actually, you know, if you if you say if you if you talk in really broad brush terms, what what what, what, what is austerity? Mm. You know, if they can suddenly find five hundred million quid from nowhere. You know, yeah. Where does that end? Yeah, uh, you know, I think they should be really clear about where the money's coming from. Otherwise, the language of austerity just goes up in the air, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk quickly about the unions as well, because obviously, are they winners? Are they losers? I mean, they, they've got into this saying they wanted five percent. They haven't got five percent, but we're not seeing the big impact on school budgets that that many had feared. Any thoughts there? I mean, that this would be pretty pretty mixed views verging to the negative? Mm. Well, I think the language that's come out from union leaders has been quite strong. 
and also from some of the the heads involved in school funding campaigns and so on, they they're definitely not taking this as you know a, a great as as great news. And I don't think that the language is necessarily going to. We we heard things about a summer of anger promise mm. and things like that, um, and it doesn't sound like that there's any change necessarily in that regard at the moment but I wonder whether they'd be able to take the teachers with them I, I'm just not I'm not sure if, if you're a teacher and you're getting 3.5% and you were expecting potentially not to get anything or to get something much lower I don't know whether I don't know how angry you would be it's it's hard it's hard to say as, as a classroom teacher how you how you'd respond and whether the unions would even if they want to Past the threshold that they need to get through to um, well, actually trigger any kind of industrial yeah. action. Well, the threshold now from national strikes is very high, of course, as yeah. the coalition changed industrial law. Yeah. Um, I think the wind's been taken out of their sails. I do mm. wonder. Uh, you read the piece that Mary wrote for us yesterday, Mary Boosted, I should say, yeah. joint gen sec of the NEU. I don't think that read like a, a union leader who was about to take her members out on strike. Yeah. I mean, the other point, I mean, that point about you, know, would teachers back it? It'd be even harder for the public to back it, yeah. I guess, if, if they're yeah. seeing your teachers getting a above inflation pay increase, you know, the kind of classroom teachers they see at the school gates, um, and possibly the parents who aren't getting that kind of pay increase, well, why are you sending my kids home from school and going on strike when you've got a better pay rise than me? Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that's right. Which, and that would be a win for the DfE and Damien Hines if, if they've averted... Um, you know, the, the threat of, of strike action. I think that's probably right. I think we put that as, for him, I think that's a big tick. Yeah. I, I think it's very close, but I think they've just done enough yeah. on, in quite a lot of categories. Just done enough, I think. Yeah. Great. Anything else we should uh, say at this point? I think <laughs> that, wasn't around. that wasn't the, <laughs> the usual <laughs> cheery podcast, was it? There's normally at least one laugh. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll just laugh at my incompetence at the end there, running out of things to talk about. Um, on that cheerful note, um, for the second time, let's say have a good summer, everyone, and we'll probably talk to you again in A-Level Results Day, GCSE yeah. Results Day. So. I think so. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much. Cheers, then.